You're listening to the Lifting Her Voice podcast, episode two. Today we'll read the second chapter of Matthew together. Wise men, Herod, and immediate obedience. Welcome to the Lifting Her Voice podcast. I'm your host, Joy Miller, and I invite you to grab your Bible and join me as we simply read God's Word together. Some things require discipline, and sometimes that's just not easy to muster by yourself, no matter how badly you want to do it or how much you know you should. It's just easier to do it with a friend. So refill your coffee or tea, get comfortable in your favorite chair, and follow along as I read aloud. I'm so glad you're here. so glad. Um, Today, before we get started, I thought I would spend a few minutes telling you a little bit about who I am and how I came to read the Bible every year. In 2008, I had this great NIV from 1987, and it was leather, and I was all proud of it because it was just beat up. And I thought, oh, I must be a great Christian because my Bible is beat up. And then I was in a Beth Moore Bible study, and she mentioned the same thing. Apparently, that message was just for me. And I came to understand that not trading out that Bible was pride. Now, that may not be the same with you, but I'm just saying that's how God was speaking to me. It was pride. It was time for a new Bible. And my kids and my husband got one for me for Mother's Day in 2008. Well, it, it was a John MacArthur study Bible, and um, I loved it. Uh, he He's really cerebral and um, detail-oriented and pretty no-nonsense like my pastor is. I, I like that. I can dig for facts and not trip up over all of the fluff. So I'm, I'm looking through this brand new Bible, and I'm reading the prefaces and the intros and looking at the charts and the maps, kind of getting a feel for the layout. And in the portion, I think it was between the Old Testament and the New Testament, he made a statement that stopped me in my tracks. I uh, actually had just finished reading the Bible through for probably the second or third time in my life, and I was all high on myself. And when I read this, it put my ego in reverse. John MacArthur made this statement. He said, Christians should be reading the entire Old Testament every year and the New Testament several times. What? Seriously? How is that going to happen? I I mean, I had been reading, getting up early and reading the Bible or doing a devotion every morning for years before work, but I never had done it systematically. I, I didn't even think whether or not it was possible. But I guess I must like a good challenge, and I 
want to be a good Christian. (laughs) So come January 1st, 2009, I picked myself a plan, and that's exactly what I did. I read it in a year. And the next year, I picked another translation, and the next year, I picked another translation, and then I did chronological and a different translation, and it just became this really habitual addiction with me. I suppose at first it was all about the challenge, but God had a different intention, I believe. He instilled in me a hunger and a joy and the gift of getting to know him better through this daily habit. So I just, actually, there's nothing really to draw a conclusion about from that. I guess I just wanted you to kind of know, A, a little bit about who I am, and B, that reading the Bible every day ultimately is to get to know God better. So it's time to read chapter two of Matthew. Everybody ready? Here we go. Matthew chapter two. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, Wise men from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star at its rising and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was deeply disturbed, and all of Jerusalem with him. So he assembled all the chief priests and scribes of the people and asked them where the Messiah would be born. In Bethlehem of Judea, they told him, because this is what was written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, because out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod secretly summoned the wise men and asked them the exact time the star appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. When you find him, report back to me so that I too can go and worship him. After hearing the king, They went on their way, and there it was, the star they had seen at its rising. It led them until it came and stopped above the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overwhelmed with joy. Entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and falling to their knees, they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with the gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in the dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their own country by another route. After they were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Get up, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night, and escaped to Egypt. He stayed there until Herod's death so that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt I called my son. Then Herod, when he realized that he had been outwitted by the wise men, flew into a rage. He gave orders to massacre all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under, in keeping with the time he had learned from the wise men. Then what was spoken through Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, and she refused to be consoled, because they were no more. 
After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, because those who intended to kill the child are dead. So he got up, took the child and his mother, and entered the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the region of Galilee. Then he went and settled in a town called Nazareth to fulfill what was spoken through the prophets that he would be called a Nazarene. Okay, gang, this is not a Christmas card. These wise men, probably astrologers from Persia, didn't visit the night Jesus was born, nor does the text say that there were three of them. That probably got started because there were three gifts named. But whoever they are, and wherever they come from, they knew the Jewish scriptures, and when they saw that star, they knew something big was happening and were compelled to chase after it. By the time they got there, that manger scene was a memory. Mary and Joseph were probably living in a little rental in Bethlehem, and Jesus was a toddler. We know that because Herod, after the wise men outsmarted him and went home another way, ordered that all the baby boys in Bethlehem under two years old were to be killed. Did you catch the references to the prophecies of Isaiah and Jeremiah? They wrote about these things six to seven hundred years before they actually happened. But to me, the headline in this chapter, the action I can imitate to better my walk with Christ, is Joseph's immediate obedience. Several times the angel of the Lord said, get up, and he did, right away. Had he not, the baby Jesus could have been killed. And don't forget how in the last chapter that we read, Joseph was obedient to take Mary as his wife, too, despite the flack and disapproval he probably received. I need to be so much better at obeying the promptings of the Holy Spirit. I wish I could say I do, but it seems I'm much better at negotiating or saying, Really? Are you sure? So many times until the opportunity to obey has passed. And it's my loss. I'm never sorry when I obey. Like when he prompts me to pray for someone or pick up the phone to encourage someone or check on him or her. He is always faithful to bless when we come to him with willing hearts. Let's pray about those things right now. Father God, thank you so much for sending your son Jesus to this earth. Help us to wrap our minds around the enormity of what is happening here. Needle our consciences and compel us to be curious and amazed. And help us too, Lord, to be more like Joseph, immediately obedient to your directions. Help us to be still and quiet so we can hear you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining me here today. I pray God will grow in you what has been planted and watered here. In this time of unprecedented struggle worldwide, we can look to God for guidance and comfort. Be sensitive to those in your circle of influence who need a word of encouragement and invite them to join us. If you like the show, it would be great if you'd give it a five-star review. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. See you right here tomorrow. Be well. Be well.